Welcome to another episode of the Dave Stockbridge Podcast. Well, the sun is shining, the birds are singing. I'm Dave from Real, and once again, thank you for joining me here on the Dave Stockbridge Podcast. Uh, a very special guest with us this week, Mayor Gillian Aldridge. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Dave, it is pretty. It's a pleasure. I'm so pleased you came to my home and got to see where I live. It's so nice. It is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess a, a wonderful showcase for our city as well. We've got some beautiful places to live, to be, and uh, to enjoy. Our... Well, it's the best place in the world to live, as far as I'm concerned. And, and it's often said you're, you're a big advocate, um, that Salisbury's greatest cheerleader. Wherever you are, you're always espousing the benefits of Salisbury. Um, and that comes genuinely from a place of gratitude, as we yeah, were just discussing before. It does. I think it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful city. But I always think, I think the people, the young people, they inspire me so much, Dave. And my volunteers, the people around me, inspire me every day. So I think it's an amazing city, but probably the best in the state. But it's the people that make it so special. It's um, well, you you kind of jump on the gun on me a little bit because I was going to ask you about what your inspiration was, perhaps in. Uh, coming to local government in the first place or finding a way to serve our community and then what are your uh, or who serves as your inspiration now no well certainly i came on council wanting to change the world yeah. make it a better place for everyone to live my inspiration now is it's still pretty much the same i want to make it the best place to live and um so um for people like myself i only really know salisbury um, with uh, Gillian Aldridge's mayor. Well, and that's, that's flattering. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and there'd be a, a lot of people that obviously recognise uh, who you are, but might not know much of your backstory and who you were or, or what brought you to come to council in the first place. So um, how long is it that you've served on council? I've been on council for 30 years. Mm-hmm. I came on quite young, thinking again that I could change the world. There was so much to do back then, yeah. and there still is. It's amazing. We do one thing and there's still so much more to do. So when you think back to then, what were some of those things that you were really passionate, that were issues that really got the community well, going in yourself? Certainly when I was on, first on council, we had uh, our roads were terrible, our footpaths didn't exist, so <laughs> to, to make curve and guttering was really important to have smoother roads without potholes to actually some of our back streets weren't even um, uh, sealed so certainly that all of those things were really important we changed the face of the city we made it look different and we're still doing that we're improving it every day and and when when you think about um, how much the city has changed during that time, what are a few of the things that you're really proud of and some of those changes that you've seen? That um... Well, of course, the suburbs have grown and some of the most beautiful suburbs. such a reward to be living in them and, and seeing them. But there's also the things that need to be done. And I look at some of our older suburbs and we have put money aside and we are going to re- renew them or rejuvenate them. They certainly need their footpaths looked after. They need their their uh, uh, verges cut better, mm-hmm. they need to improve on that, um, and renewal, really some renewal of planting. Um, I want people to feel really good about where they come home to, and strangely enough, most sorts of people do. Mm-hmm. And we were in beautiful Mawson Lakes, which yeah. is um, an absolute jewel of the city in a, in a lot of respects, and there'd be a lot of people envious of um, oh, they, the they aesthetic may be, of but, you know, um, I lived in Powerful Gardens for 48 years, it's probably one of my favourite suburbs, and someone said, oh, I'm not voting for Gillian Aldridge because uh, she only looks after Mawson Lakes. Well, you know what? I love my all my all my area. I certainly ha- have a passion for Mawson Lakes and Parrot Hills and Paraka. Some of those old areas and new areas are all exciting to me. I've been here since they were established. Yeah, I feel ta- I take great pride in them. And and you, I guess you you feel a part of 
those areas as well. Absolutely. They've been part of my life for that, that amount of time. So, um, as you were saying, the, the, and, and I've heard this as well as the concerns, and they seem to be consistent over the ages, where uh, it's footpaths, it's roads, it's streetscaping and the like, and for a few of those people that are living in those older areas, what plans are there afoot for beautification in their spaces, their, their parks, um, uh, playgrounds and... Um, that uh, the, generally the streetscaping. Well, starting with a playground program, there is a playground program. We're going to shade all the programs, all the playgrounds, which of course we should. Mm -hmm. um, each of the, for, I've had my CEO drive me around, or actually I drive him around. <laughs> actually, they could say worse than that. I drive him insane. But um, <laughs> I certainly drive him around to have a look at how the verge has been cut. I think we've got to start with making our city take some city pride, which we are. Yeah. And then all that renewal of landscaping is well overdue. Trees, nuisance trees, you know, we've got to put people before trees. Yeah. I've been really passionate about that, and especially as people get older, they just can't maintain their houses with enormous trees leaning over. So that's a really serious concern of mine. Yeah. But so many other things, certainly improving our, the look of our city is important and encouraging other people to take some pride. When uh, you're very much a hands-on mayor, as you say, you're, you're more than happy to grab the CEO and chuck him in the car and drive oh, him around to point <laughs> out some of the concerns of residents. And so is that a, a process where you people might bump into you in the street, raise an issue, um, and then you'll go back to council, to staff, and say, look, here's an issue that's been raised. How do we address that? Is, is that part of the role it of mayor? It is. It is a very important part. And if I go to the shops, people stop me and talk to me and tell me about things. And I try to get them straight on an email, straight to my assistant before I forget them or else I encourage people to send me an email and I will sort it and I do. Yeah and um, the um, and, and I guess that's uh, for a lot of people they're looking for an advocate in their mayor and somebody who can take that message and uh, but equally, there'd be a lot of people that wouldn't know where to turn and, and perhaps my, wouldn't my feel... Phone, my phone number's out there. My address is out there. I'm very public. You can ring me. Yep. I, ha I remember I used to get a guy that used to ring me at 6 o'clock and said, that factory next door's making noises, so I <laughs> thought I'd wake you up. And I'd say, you can ring me any time, mate. I'm up at 6 o'clock. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get that sorted. So, you know, I don't really mind when people ring me. That's... I, People say, oh, I don't like to disturb you. Well, that is what I really love to do, is actually helping people sort things out. And, and I guess during the time that you've served on council, the mayor's role has gone from being one of, like, almost a part-time role to now very much being full-time. Absolutely full-time. Yeah. And I have to tell you, Dave, I sometimes work six nights, mm -hmm. seven nights, and, and five and six and seven days. And I, and I don't mind. And sometimes I'm feeling a little tired, and I'm very high in you know that because you're yep. a high energy person. I'm a very high energy person. But uh, sometimes if I am tired and I go to a function, I, it, it hearts me up because mm -hmm. I'm surrounded with just amazing people. So you, you feed very much from the energy of those people that are around oh, you. Is that, is that it? Is that what I'm doing? <laughs> yes, I am. Is that where I get my energy? Where I'm you playing? might be. Get that I little boost. I get it from somewhere, yeah. Well, and, and often, you know, it's easy to see on Facebook, you're, you're at events into, into, into the evening time. Most most evenings, there's some somewhere somebody's asking you to be somewhere. Yeah. And, is it hard for you to say no to some of those Very things? hard for me to say no. I, and it's really sad because I'll put in my appointment book the first one that sends me the invitation and then something I really want to go to or will, will come up on after and I'll try and get to them both. But often I, I usually take the first invitation I get. So sometimes people miss out. But I've got a good deputy mayor. She's okay. Yeah. So, so well, that's always handy. Yeah, <laughs> um, so what do you think um, so you've been mayor for 10 years now I have yes um, what do you feel has been your biggest challenge as, as mayor during that time 
biggest challenge? The councillors. Okay. <laughs> no. so then... You know, it's not the people, it's the councillors. Look, we've done some amazing things and probably the biggest pride I have at the moment is the hub, mm-hmm. the community hub. For the last 10 years, Dave, I've been standing listening to people and asking them what they wanted. And I'm really thrilled to see that now happening. Mm-hmm. And it's only recently I was in inclusion forum and the people came up and said, we are so thrilled because we work with people with disabilities or we're, we're partners of people with disabilities or we are have some disabilities and that that hub will be accessible for everyone mm-hmm. and then i talked to someone about who wanted a baby change simple thing a change table we don't have that in i think we've got one hidden away yep. all of those things including the technology we need to run our city mm-hmm. will be in that building <laughs> and it will be a community building and i know you're passionate about the hub too but it will be a community building and the walls will all move around so the council chambers will be put together when we're using it but other times it's accessible for everyone yeah. and I do mean everyone if you have a disability you won't have one in our hub because there's nothing you can't be or do in our hub yeah. so that and you know that will be the catalyst for so much development and I did talk about 65 million dollars increased economy in the next year with the hub going up and yeah. everything so and that's a, it's exactly what we need um, and um, no problems with the Burgess here we just had the lawnmower go by so yeah that's right never sure in Wilson Lakes um, so um, now for, for the benefit of those people that have only just heard of the hub um, as you were saying, this has been something that's been a slow burn and it's been something that you've been out in the community and talking about receiving feedback for, for not, not just months, but years Eight now. Years and years. Where, where did the original idea of the hub come from and um, or, or what was, where, where did all of that begin? Um, oh, look, the, look the we had some tr- trouble with our council chambers that are, are fairly old and they're actually held up by steel pillars. If you wander through, you'll see them covered in in some wood casing, but they're actually holding the building up. The building is is deteriorating really seriously. And it is just a council building. And we have things, look, when I walked around and talked to some of the oldies, and I mean oldies, (laughs) 80 odd, they wanted to dance and have music there. When I talked to the Salisbury uh, uh, Salisbury uh, band, they want somewhere to play on Sundays. They want to get out there and they want to introduce their youth to, to come along and learn about the Salisbury Band, which, yep. by the way, has been going for over 60 years. Oh, wow. So they want a place. Then I look at the the uh, Indian places that I go and have the opportunity to go and see their dancing or the Bhutanese dancing. Or, they're all different, and the Cambodian dancing. They'll have The whole community will have an opportunity to go in and learn about these different cultures. So it's not just a place for those groups to go and practice, but often a place for them to be able to showcase. Absolutely. I can imagine Sunday afternoons with the Salisbury... Uh, uh, band and yep. even the Para Hills band, but there's there's just so much more. You know, I'd I'd like to recognise our Indigenous people. I think they the opportunity in in that library perhaps yep. to introduce the history of our Ghana people would be amazing. Yeah. But it's just going to be such, such an amazing building. But the best thing is it will be bring people into Salisbury and increase the economy of the city of Salisbury. That's what we want. And we've got developers, mm-hmm. sorry, you know no. what I'm like with the hub. Yeah. We've got developers that have said to me, you know what, we're Salisbury people, we want to build in Salisbury. So it could be the change or the catalyst to change Salisbury. And I've got that word from you. <laughs> uh, 
to actually begin the change. And you know, you've got to move forward. Yeah, it can't stay the same. So, we're in, in thinking about um, the hub and, um, and and how the positive effect that that is likely to have. Where, um, what other aspects of Salisbury do you feel will change in the next few years? I know we've got the uh, the Salisbury Oval. Um, uh, master plan. Master plan will be amazing. Yes, yeah. absolutely okay. amazing. And some development around that oval will, of course, bring more people to it and keep it safer. And some of the walking trails and the and the play areas are going to be just wonderful. I don't know whether you've seen the plan. We'd love to show them to you. I've I've seen some of the uh, the uh, about a year or so ago, and um, yeah, it was a very interesting as to how that space was going to be redistributed. It didn't appear to me that there'd be any less by way of community space or no, services. absolutely not. Um, that the facilities for the sporting clubs, the cricket club there and the football club are going to be improved as part of that uh, And also. don't they need it? Because there's women now running these clubs and they've got no change rooms. And we have to look at all our sport, sporting areas throughout the city of Salisbury because women need change rooms and women are in those clubs. So that's something that's going to be a seri seriously on my mind when I come back as mayor. And um, I, I guess over recent times, many people that um, are involved in sporting clubs would... Uh, be very thankful for um, the improved facilities that many of our soccer clubs and football clubs... Still not enough. Yeah. I, I think so there's more work really to do, thrilled. you feel? There is, well, really, I mean, I visit all of those clubs and, and that, that they're old and they need renewal and they need new toilets and they certainly need women's change rooms. Yeah. yeah it's been an interesting change in culture just very recently with the AFL, I guess, in the last three to five years where it's been a male-only domain it's and now very much right. hugely popular um, and not just you know for people going to the grounds but on TV as well. Um, have you seen that shift in culture for, uh, for women in, in politics or in local government where there's now more encouragement for women to be part Absolutely of the government? Absolutely more encouragement for women as there should be. But we should talk about our financial situation, Dave, because mm -hmm. we're actually the third lowest rates in the state and we've got a debt level of about 11 million compared to other cities close by with 100 million, 180 million debt. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're actually in a good financial position. The 11 million, or just a little over, is actually being paid off by our water business unit and so we, we sell our water, as you know. Yeah. So they're actually paying the loan. So we're in a good financial situation. In fact, the hub is expected to be paid by 2020 without the rates going up. So that, that water is part of the wetlands um, It is. Project. We clean yep. the water, we store it, and then we sell it. Yeah. Um, there, there, there's a, a few themes there that have popped up during your, your tenure um, as mayor. And I guess if you had to think of what might be... Uh, a, um, a legacy or some or a legacy that you're seeking to create what, what would you what comes to mind when I say that you know people say that to me but I've never even thought someone said oh the hub is your legacy well no it's not because mm -hmm. there's a whole team of us working I don't think I'm looking for a legacy yeah. I just want to go out there and make a difference I don't want anyone to remember what I've done mm -hmm. I, I just want to to make it all happen while I can mm -hmm. I, I'd, I've never thought of a legacy. Yeah. As you know, I received the Order of Australia and I'm still in shock. Congratulations. Oh, no. yeah. I'm actually still in shock about that because it's not something I sought and, and I didn't believe it when it came. So I and, just do what I love to do. I get so much out of it. Yeah. So I just do what I love to do and I don't know, I, I don't know whether there's a legacy I want to leave behind. I yeah. just want to make things happen while I'm here. Well done. And I guess we're, 
when you, when you think of um, uh, the future, what, what do you think are the biggest opportunities for Salisbury? Salisbury is about to begin to, to really grow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're going to take such pride. We want to encourage also some of those shop owners to take real pride. Mm-hmm. I've been walking down John Street, which of course I always have, and just seeing the little shops at the back and how gorgeous they are and what character they've got. Mm-hmm. But we've all got to learn to take care of our city, take more pride in what we do. We've got to share what we do. So if it means picking up a broom and sweeping in John Street, we come in, as you know, three times a week, um, then we, we, we want to encourage those people. Want some flower boxes down there. Yeah. We want to make the place look attractive. Mm-hmm. I make That's another place I make my CEO come out and sit and have coffee with me and say, look at this. Mm-hmm. And the next day it's sorted. So <laughs> um, I, I'm an action woman. I like to get things done. Well, you're you, uh, always seen out and about, you know, I think that that's, uh, as you said, probably as a result of you being very high energy, I think if you had to be, had to be stuck in an office all day, you'd probably go, go mad sitting in those four walls. So to be out there and engaging with the community is definitely something that you're, you're very much known to be. Um, Neil, you're known to be the multicultural mayor and... and um, I hear this all the time. Yeah. Because they invite me to festivals. Yeah. But the people I'm associating are all the people in the city of Salisbury. I must admit I love my citizenships. Um, but I, we don't have this... We Aussies don't have festivals other than Australia Day. Yeah. So that people invite me to their cultural events. I, I go. It's a simple... But the, I'm still spending time with my seniors. I'm still spending time with my youth. I'm still spending time with my neighbours or my friends around here yeah. who've got problems. They just have to pick up the phone to me. Yeah. So the, yes, I do take pictures and put them on Facebook, and I certainly, certainly love our multicultural city. But um, they're all Australians. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, so what is? Because uh, I saw it in a, um, I think it was a newspaper article or something that, um, and it and it seemed to be that that was something that was important to you to make sure that those new Australians also had a voice. We're all Australians, mate, mm-hmm. and where we all, regardless of where we all come from. I did a citizenship last night where I had people come up to me and I say, "We're really glad you chose Salisbury," and they they put their hand out, wrap my hand, and say, "We are so grateful to be here." Mm-hmm. They said, "This is the best day of our lives. Mm-hmm. We're so thankful for your welcome. We love this country. Yeah. We would we feel like we want to when we when we go anywhere we want to." bend down on our knees and kiss the dirt because it's it's our country now yeah so when i do those citizenships they're scared they're frightened and then it happens and they're australians and the joy they get out of it you you've got to appreciate that sort of gratitude yeah and as you're saying the buzzword really at the moment for you is very much gratitude and you're you're seeing that in our community every day um, and I guess to, to those people that are naysayers and they, they come out of the, the woodwork and uh, they're, they're a bit negative, what, what is your response to that? Because I'm sure you would get that in, in social media or people and on it, the streets. I do, it's quite hurtful. But I will tell every one of those, if you need help or you need support or you need something done, I will work so hard for you. Just give me a ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Um, I guess, what, what are the three biggest issues that um, have you've come across, or, or maybe there's just one uh, big issue that's um, come across your desk over recent times, or, or during the course of this campaign, or maybe an issue that's popped up that hadn't previously been... Oh, there. if we're talking about Nils Green, I'm sure you are. Nils, oh, I'm, I'm, no, no, no. But, but Look, there are Nils always Green problems. Nils Green is something that's out there at the moment. Yeah. We talked to the community. Two, pe- two people came in and spoke about not wanting it. We're always prepared to listen to the community. We will continue. They are our top priority. Yeah. If the community talk to us, we will listen. Yeah. It, it, has there been anything else that's popped up apart from that? Oh, it, it, everything pops up every day. <laughs> <laughs> it does, but... Um, 
But you're saying largely... It's a matter of communication. We talk to people and find out what their needs are and we sort them out. You, you were saying kind of before, like, in, in um, for the most part, like, those themes haven't changed much. People, you know, want their verges they cut, have, they, they want, want, the they want beautiful this, streets. They look after their homes and they want the streets looked after and they've got every right to want that. I mm. want that for myself too. Keep in mind I'm a resident, have been for a long time. So um, voters are going to be getting their, their postal um, On the ballots? 22nd, they've got to fill them in and send them back. And what would you be your message to those people that are getting those in the next week or two? Well, I think we can't... Tell us what you need, tell us what your problems are. We can't fix them up if you just put them on Facebook. We need you to ring us and talk to us and we'll sort them out. Mm-hmm. So give us a ring, give us a fair go and then vote. Do you, do you feel a little bit, um, I guess, uh, underutilised or perhaps people don't understand that, that, they, that you are readily accessible and that you are contactable uh, exactly. and that you uh, look, are ready for a I, I conversation. am accessible and, and, it, and it, sometimes you have to make a time, you just pick up the phone and make a time to see me and, and, and I'll always speak to you, I'll always sit down with a cup of coffee with you and if there's a problem I can sort out, I can assure you I will sort it out and if I can't, I'll tell you why. Yeah, and, and I can attest that um, uh, you know, to, to anybody out there that might hold hesitation to think, oh well the Mayor doesn't want to listen to me or my I problems do, or yeah. whatever the You've always the fact is, I'm just one of you. Yeah. You know, I'm no different to you. Yeah. I've just had some amazing privileges, and I, I feel privileged every day to serve the people. But that's what I am. I'm just one of you. I'm no better. I'm just one of you, and I'm out there to do all I can to help you. So finally, what is it that you hope to achieve over the next four years? Lots. <laughs> <laughs> Lots. There's a long list. Oh, look, first of all, City Pride... Um, uh, encouraging businesses to come into the city, that's really important. I want work for my people here and I want job-ready people, job-trained people. For our kids, for our underemployed, it's important for me to get people working so they can have some pride in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Or if that's what they're doing, if they want to volunteer, well, that's fine too. You know, um, I I did notice that someone was saying uh, that I was donating. I donate my own money only. I've encur- I feed the. I go up and help at the twelve twenty-five to feed the, the homeless. I'm passionate about everyone who lives in Salisbury. I even love our homeless because they're so polite and so grateful. Well, so you know, um, I love the job I do. There's still so much to do, mm-hmm. and I'll, I hope that the people out there will give me the opportunity to continue doing it. And they'll get that opportunity over the next couple of weeks they when will. they get those uh, those ballots in the post. Yeah, vote one, Gillian Aldridge. <laughs> There's the message. So, um, well, thank you so much for joining us, Gillian. I know you're, you've got a, a, a super busy schedule, and I've, and I've caught you just in a, in a brief window that you're uh, that you happen to be free. So, thank you very much for accommodating us and giving our listeners an opportunity to hear some of your backstory and those people that didn't uh, that did know you. Hopefully, they know a little bit more about you now, and those people that didn't know much about you. Well, hopefully, they've got the the, the full picture and understand exactly where. You're coming and from. give me a call for goodness sake come and talk to me i reckon that's the big takeaway from this you know i think there's a lot of people that don't understand that those people that are that they elect are also available to them and you know in some way accountable to them as well we're just so. people and we're actually doing this job because we want to help yeah yeah it, that's why we signed up for it well i, I think the um a willingness to serve is increasingly becoming a very rare thing in our society and um, uh, some of those people that do take that step are sometimes um, regarded with some degree of suspicion and, and that's completely unwarranted. Um, my experience has been all of the people that have been uh, elected, whether or not you necessarily agree with them well, or we don't not on everything. Do, but that's okay. Yeah. That's yeah, I, okay. Yeah. Because they represent all different people. Yeah. 
and and that's that's the way that the process works best. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dave. I really appreciate you coming here and doing this with me today. Oh, absolute pleasure. Thanks, Gillian. Thanks for tuning in again to this episode of the Dave Sovereign Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook or subscribe to us on iTunes and we look forward to bringing you more next week.